We are in the garage today, and we're already hearing the crickets, so deal with that. This is the best place to do it, though, I think, is in the garage. Yeah. I do. I mean, a lot of a lot of successful businesses started in the garage. I think, you know, this kind of puts you to what, this puts it all in perspective right here. So, I mean, if you talk about being driven, right? I mean, we're in a garage chasing dreams, trying to figure it out. What better place to be? the Almond Gunner Experience. We're in the insert studio, the Astorio insert studio, newly yes. newly named. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we have our special team here, special guests. We've got Big D89. We've got Ali, Prince Ali. We've got K-Dog, Kansas, and Coach and I are here and uh, pretty excited to actually start this podcast. Today's topic is Driven. Yeah, I mean, for me, it feels good just to have the whole band back together. Like, usually when we do the podcast, it's been you and I, and then these guys, you know, do their thing, you know. But now we're all here together, so that's what I'm talking about. Got the band back together. <laughs> that's right. Um, that's right. And, then, and then, you know, the topic of driven. I mean, like, you know, if we're going to speak about being driven, why not have everybody together to make sure we're all on the same page, fighting for the same things? I like it. I like it, Coach. When I think of driven, obviously the first reference that comes to mind is is driving. We're going to go yeah. uh, on a road trip, and uh, I couldn't think of a better group to be on a road trip with than this crew right here because it's going to open up. It's going to be real. We're going to have some fun. Well, I guarantee you we won't be bored, that's for sure. Not with, <laughs> not with this group. Not with this group right here. Um, so if you're going to take a road trip, I say to go with people that you really uh, want to be with. So uh, the word the word driven, when I think of that as well, um, you know, you've got a, uh, a journey. You've got a destination. You've got something you're heading towards. Mm -hmm. um, but what have you identified in your super freak elite athletes that you can you can kind of sense that they have that that, that call, that that driven uh, mentality? Well, for me, the first thing I do is I ask the question, you know, you know, where are you going? Like, you know, what, what are we, what, what's your potential? What are we trying to do here? I mean, do you even know who you are? So I ask all those questions up front because I think if you don't really know what you're chasing or why you're chasing or do you even have the potential, then you're probably not going to give me 100% effort every day. Um, so once we start to identify those things, then I start to realize what I'm looking for more than anything is how much courage do they have. How much courage? Because it takes a lot of courage, man, to wake up every day chasing something that you might not get. It takes a lot of courage to just do the right thing. I mean, you know how hard it is just to do the right thing. I think that when I look at where we are, you know, especially as a country, I mean, if you're really being honest with yourself, it's just because we won't do the right thing. It has nothing to do with not having the ability to do the right thing. It has nothing to do with knowing what the right things are to do. It has everything to do with just won't do the right thing. Uh, so I think to be driven, you know, you got to answer some hard questions and make some decisions and, and then decide, most importantly, you got to do what's right. 
Just do what's right, man. You and Spike Lee on us. Well, you know, you know, do the right thing, baby, is what it's all about. You know, when Spike dropped that joint way back when, think about when he dropped that, right? Do the right thing. And, and, and people were kind of like, didn't get it, didn't understand. Why would he do that? Well, Spike was way ahead of his time, man. Way ahead of his time. Like, like there's a lot of things in my life when I look back and go, wow, boy, was that, was that a premonition. I heard on the radio on the way over they were talking about that uh, this week, you know, is they're going to redo the March on Washington. You know, it was, you know, 57 years ago. And, and I'm going, so just think of that. A half a century later, we're still just doing what happened. And we're, st we're in a worse place. Not in a better place. Can't make it up, man. Progress can't be made if people aren't going to do the right thing. Yeah, how do you stay driven when you feel like the entire world is in reverse? Because for me, I know who I am. I know what I'm playing for. I know what's important to me. I think if every individual did the right thing for themselves, then guess what? Then we'll probably all be in the right place. But you can't do that. If you don't know your value, if you don't know what you bring to the party, it's easy to be manipulated. You know, I keep saying there's, there's money in poverty. So if I keep people misinformed, if I keep people, you know, down, I keep people don't know their value, they're never going to be driven. And if they are driven, it's for the wrong reasons, the wrong things. So I think as an individual, if you want to be a driven person, you got to first know, man, what are you playing for? Why, why do you even wake up? Why do you wake up? What's your purpose? you don't know those things, you, you, you mean to tell me you think you'll give 100% every day chasing something you don't know what it is? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. That's why when people decide they want to get fit or they're going to eat better, that's why it only lasts like a week and a half, maybe six weeks at the most. Then they go right back into, you know, to where they were, only to wake up six months later and go, oh, no, I'm going to do it this time. Get out of here, man. Get out of here. I, I can't help it. I'm picturing you on a combine in, in Kansas, and and now as a as a producer uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida, making movies, making pictures, and uh, and I think about Kevin, your experiences. Were there ever moments where you were thinking to yourself, "Hey, I'm not sure that this sacrifice is worth it." So just to give a little bit of background, some context, Kevin came from Kiowa, Kansas and made a decision that he wanted to uh, go to film school, move down to Orlando, Florida, and then rolled the dice again, came up to Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, is now our lead producer working with uh, our clients, running business, running uh, big projects, and um, has really been kind of an innovator and leader for Astorio and Age. Uh, but just kind of give us some background and and I know you're going to lighten it up here. <laughs> dude, dude, stop. It's going to get big enough. Okay? <laughs> Just slow it down a little bit. <laughs> Let's see. Honestly, I would say my biggest thing is I wasn't driven. Like, I didn't have anything that I was working for or wanted to be, uh, especially when I was farming. I just kind of thought, that's your way of life. You go to work, go home. It's what it is. Um, I would say I was probably, I feel like it was my 32nd birthday. And I was just like, this isn't it. Like, if this is all there is, I'm out. <laughs> this is stupid. And uh, film was it. 
that's what always when I was a kid. I love film. I love TV. I love stories. I love. You can even give me, you know, grandpa sitting around telling twenty-five people a story, and I'm mesmerized. I'm in it. Um, and so it was more just taking that that leap, that finding something to fuel my tank mm -hmm. to, you know, help me. And here we are. Well, well, you know what's interesting about Kadoff's story is is that. You know, he's everything that we talk about and everything that, that I try to bring across to people is he made a decision, right? You know, he, he decided for himself. He, he became an advocate for his life. And, and the interesting part of his story, you know, he's sitting there and, and he's like, well, this isn't it. Now, a lot of people get to that point to where they go, this isn't it. But then they don't do anything. They don't take any risks. They don't go forward. Uh, they don't even try to look for what that it is. Um, but for him, he tapped into what had always kind of fueled him, movies, stories. He liked that. So he started to recognize, like, well, there is something that, like, really gets me going. And then he had courage enough to do it. I mean, you know, coming from a, a small town, population 800, and moving to Orlando, uh, can you say culture shock? But he hung in, you know, he hung in there. He toughed it out. I'm sure that wasn't easy. It was like nothing he's ever seen. But that's what I think makes him so great at doing what we do. And that's why I can take age and put it in Kevin's hand and put it in Dallas' hand. And I'll but, but that's why, because I know that these guys will take risks. You also had a background in theater um, on the production side and in the performance side. Um, did you, was there also something inside of you where you were kind of like obedient to that, like that call, if you will, like that intentionality, like, oh, this isn't exactly, this doesn't just feel right. It, so what, I, I was a farmer for like probably eight to 10 years. And through all of those years, I continued to direct community theater place mm -hmm. in my hometown, thinking that that little bit of taste would ease it. And uh, it didn't, but it's because I the theater was a, I settled for theater. Being in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, film is what is film. So uh, that was as close, like in my high school, the drama program, I'm like, that's, that's my closest route. Mm -hmm. uh, so I took it. Um, I love theater. Things are great. But there is something to say with just where you can do one more than one take like if somebody messes like when i was directing plays if somebody drop a line i'm more nervous standing out in the audience than that person standing on the stage is because mm -hmm. like, you can't do anything about it you're but film i have five different takes to choose from to make it play out the way i want it to so it gives you this extra creativity i guess mm -hmm. to, flexibility yeah mm -hmm. What I like, too, is when you think about how those phases in our lives prepare us for the next thing. They prepare mm -hmm. us for that next moment when we don't even know it. We might be in the thick of it, but sometimes I think being driven is, is being willing to endure and persist. Well, I, I, I think, uh, you know, when I think about being driven, I think part of the reason that most people never get there is because they won't be still. I, I think that most people are in such a hurry and they stay so busy going from one thing to the next that they don't have that moment. You know, Kevin had a moment, right? He had this moment to where he's always done theater, so he kind of knew. But even when he's sitting there and he decides that farming is not the way to go, he had that moment 
to, to just go, wait a minute, let me really think about it. Stop. And he did. He stopped. And, and, and from that, you know, Orlando was the next move for him. But I think most people don't do that. I think most people just stay busy doing nothing. And, and they never be still. And I think that you have to be still if you're going to find that, that thing. You know, and, and people that are driven, they, they allow themselves to be still. And I see that uh, in you, Big D89, as well. As I look at what's happened with our organizations, we've seen four senior-level um, producer, director, creatives come and go um, and, you know, move on to, to other things. And and, uh, and we're excited about where we are as a company, recognizing that we've kind of been consistent with our purpose and how we operate. But I've seen Dallas, as you even coming right out of high school, working with us in, and kind of identifying that this is a passion that you have. You kind of went right into it, though, because, you know, you had family business, you had some other options, some other, yeah. you know, some different... Uh, well, my, all, my whole family are plumbers, and I didn't plan that. That's too much work for me. That's too much hard work. My dad actually told me, actually what drove me to, to start was my dad looked me in the eye when I was a freshman in high school and said, you won't do anything but plumbing because this isn't the life you want. And I was like, okay, I guess I better figure something out. And I got hurt playing football freshman year of high school, so I just kind of gave up on it because I was just tired of playing sports. I played baseball for 14 years. So I said, okay, well, what can I do next? And I grabbed a camera and started shooting and fell in love with it ever since. And then my teacher hooked me up with you, and I've been here ever since. Yeah, we got to throw a shout out to Pat Herbert who, yeah, who introduced us. Wow. We were doing the uh, the Lynx education video, yeah. and, uh, and you interned on that project, right. working with a C stand for the first time in his life. Just like a little kid. Yeah, he was a kid in the candy wow. shop. We were at the yeah. Bishop Kenny Auditorium. Yeah, we're yeah. doing uh, we're setting up some some scenes with uh, with his classmates yeah. and. And he was kind of the star of the room, though, because he was actually behind the scenes and all these other oh, yeah. guys. Are <laughs> when you're the alpha dog, you know, it's just easy. <laughs> well, you know, what's, what's really fortunate for 89 is, you know, he discovered what he loved at a very young age. You know, most, most people don't. You know, most people don't get that luxury, you know, in high school and right out to say, oh, I really like this. So for 89, I mean, again, you know, how remarkable is it to recognize at a young age that, man, I really like this. And I like it enough to really put my whole heart and soul in it. Like most people just don't, they don't get there. Even in their 50s and 60s, they don't get there. So for him, you know, what a blessing. I mean, you got to be grateful for that, you know, recognizing the right people at the right time, you know. And who would have thought from that, he'd be sitting here at Astorio doing the things that he do. That was a big thing. Uh, growing up, my grandpa and my parents just drove it in my head. Figure out what you want to do and get it going. Like, don't waste time and just figure out what you want to do with your life. And Yeah. Don't weather from it. I love to watch you do it, too. Because for me, though, I like if I wouldn't have grown up and became a different person before I went to Full Sail, I wouldn't have made it. Right. Um, so if I would have been your age and jumped straight there, no, not a chance. 
Was that uh, a compliment I just got from Kevin? What do you love to watch uh, him do? Is that is, <laughs> is, is the opposite of me. Like, I get to see someone that's known what they were going to do. Because like, all the time I question, what if I would have done this right. when I was 18 years old? Would I be in a different place right now? Probably, but I don't want to be in a different place. I think it would be a worse place. Than see, I, I, I think what, what, what K-Dog is saying is, is so important right now. Because... I always say that the light bulb comes on for different people at different times. It goes back to, I say the same thing about running. Had I, at 22 years of age, said, okay, I'm going to go off to Europe and really go after this thing and try to compete and, and do all this stuff, I'm not real sure that I was mature enough or ready for that particular thing. So coming back at 28, you know, you got a family, like there's some things different. So like your grandfather said about time. So for me, at 28, time is of the essence. So I had to be more efficient. I had to be more disciplined. I had to be all of those things. So I, I really know that had those things taken place when I was younger, and they certainly had the opportunity to, I, 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 would, I wouldn't be here. Like I, you know, I, I always look back at my life now and go, man, what, what, if I'd have followed my passion, I would have, played football because that's what I thought it was right so you know just just having a mom who, who really told me to basically be still and and I did and and, and I listened I'm like oh so this is what I because for me running I thought everybody could do it like how can you not be fast you know what I mean in my head um, but then as I matured and really got into it I, I understood that there's so much to it but from that, I've taken it and like that part of my life now, I don't, I don't even remember a lot of it because I've done so much more from it. it it's put me in positions to, to be with student athletes, but to be with corporations and to do the stuff that we're doing that I go, God, man, what a small part it really played. But it was an important part. Um, but I definitely know that at 22, it wouldn't have worked out this way. I, I can say that... Um for most of my adult life, I thought that um, we're not making any progress, that we're actually getting worse and worse. Mm -hmm. um, I had a conversation um, with my dad, who's in his 70s now, the other night, and he was like, you guys, you think this is bad? You should have lived in the 60s. You should have lived in a, in a time, and so I, when I think of Dallas, or I think of my kids, or I think of your grandkids, or I think of your kids, and I think about future generations... We don't have a choice. We have to make it better, right? Yeah. We got yeah. we got to change the. Well, I mean, but I think I think that's it. I I think the the focus. You know, my focus every day is just how do I just help people realize that they are valuable, because to me that's the only way you really make progress. You you're never gonna make progress if people don't know that what they have is important and what they have to say is important. Right. Because, if, you know, a lot of times you're silencing people that have so much to offer. So for me, if we can't help people see their value, if we can't help people know that their voice means something. Progress is going to be slow, man. It's going to be really slow to come, um, you know, until everyone matters. No one matters. And so to me, that's. That's where I see it going all the time in my head. It's like, but you know, you and I, we talk a lot about 
the things that are going on. And, and, and my take has always been that this isn't about civil rights. I think the moment that you say it's about civil rights, what you do is you do the thing that you say you're not doing, you start to segregate things. To me, this is about human rights. It's about everyone's ability as humans to live out their lives to the best of their abilities. And I think until you see everyone as human and everyone is having a say-so in what's going on and how it goes, we're going to be sitting here 50 years from now and somebody's going to be saying what we're saying. And then what's crazy is they'll go back and they'll listen to our podcast and go, oh my God, they were saying this, you know, back in 2020. Think about how many times we do that now. You know, when I listen to James Baldwin, I go, man, JB was saying this stuff back then. Yeah. When I listen to Malcolm, ah, when, I, when I listen to Frederick Duck, oh, 100 years ago. Like, yeah. come yeah. on, dude. So relevant. Yeah. Like, come, like, they could have said all of that stuff that they were saying today, and it was still whole water. So I'm the guy that when I look at progress, I just look at it totally different, man. Yeah, so, so being driven and making progress uh, ties to being a visionary, then. Yeah. Have, having the ability to have a, a picture in your head or to, to be, uh, I think, in uh, kind of grouped up, teamed up, paired up with a visionary mindset where, you know, it's clear what, you've, what you're playing for and you've expressed that um, as, a, as a group. you gotta, you got a, a but, picture in your head that you're playing for. But again, isn't that what everyone does, though? You, you play for the picture in your head? Like, let's, let's be realistic. You know, you wake up and whatever image you have about yourself or about other people or about things, that's what you've given your effort to. So to me, being a visionary is about you have to be able to paint a picture that everyone can clearly see, that it's defined. Like we can clearly see this happening. Think about it. That's what people do with misinformation all the time. When I think about misinformation and definitely when I think about where we are right now, think about this. The only picture that people get keep painting is fear. Like if, if you, uh, oh my God, the sky is falling. That's all fear. Yeah. And what do you do when you're afraid? Visually, what do you do when you're afraid? Listen, when you're afraid, you start to try to protect yourself and you got this misinformation, right? So now you take all this misinformation and you start pushing it on other people. Your mind kind of shuts down, I think. It does. You, you, you start being a follower. Mm. You start letting people fight. Look, this thing isn't hard. Like sometimes, <laughs> you know me, I say crazy stuff, right? But I want you to really stop and think about this. Because, you know, I think people think, we think that we're so special. Like we think we're above so many things, right? And I go, no, not really. The hardest job that God had was convincing the children of Israel that they were no longer slaves. Matter of fact, he couldn't convince them. So what did he do? March them around the circle for 40 years to kill them all. So just think about that for a minute. Let's just stop and think about that. The source, abundance, limitless God. He could not convince a group of people who had been calling on him Coach, to I, deliver Coach, him. Coach, I didn't know you were going to go to the wilderness. Well, I, I didn't know. I did not know you I, were going to go to the but that's where land we are. In the wilderness. But that's where we are. I'm just simply you could, saying. You could have sent me a text no, before no, we did this no, podcast. No, hey, listen, I we're going to go hot. to the promised land look, today. Look, 
We're going to talk about look, the, the, I always, the Israelites see, for me, I, running circles. I, I'm just, I just want to be in the land of milk and honey all the time. So, I, I'm just, look, all I'm saying is this. If you're talking about the source, who is Mr. Abundant, Mr. Lemon, it's the reason that I do all this crazy stuff I do. Because I, I know where my source is, right? But if that source could not convince a group of people who had gotten misinformation, because that's what they had gotten, but had called upon him, he go, all right, I got you, I hear you, I'm going to just take you right out of that. And then they go, wait a minute, I'm not real sure. I, no, let's go back. Let's go back to where we asked him. He couldn't convince them. So he's like, dude, listen, we're just going to march you around in 40 years and we'll kill you off. We'll move on. Meanwhile, all they had to do was cross the Jordan, just cross the street. Won't listen well. See, but that's the power of misinformation. That's what I'm telling you, man. Misinformation. It's worse than no information. I'm just telling you. Because if you can get in a person's head and you can convince a person that something bad, this is bad, this going to happen to you, trust me on it. And if a few things kind of line up like that, that person will never be driven. They will never be driven. Just off one degree. It doesn't have to be much. Doesn't take much. Yeah. But to be a driven person, I think it starts with the picture in your head. And and, and you know come hella high water that you're going to play for it and nobody can stop you from playing for it. What, what comes to mind is, is purity. Purity. Like the purity yeah. of that initial vision. When... When you talk about, you know, uh, just knowing inside kind of where you were and right. how it felt right, trusting that, trusting your instincts with that, you know. But isn't that hard to do, though? Isn't that so, especially at your age, right, because you're right. younger. Kevin, a little bit more for you because you're older. But how hard is it? I mean, even when I think of Ali, right, you, you come from Brazil. Like, there's a moment in time where you're in this other country and you go, okay, I'm going to pack it up. And I'm going to go roll the dice in America. There's something about these critical moments, and we talk about this, right? We talk about these, these split-second decisions. But those are the things that change your lives. Those are the things that, that I think put you in the position to grow as tall as you can be. And if you're not willing to make those type of decisions for yourself, then somebody's going to make them for you. And they might not love you the way you love you. See, the beautiful thing about what Ali has done and what Dallas has done and what K-Dog has done is they've taken responsibility for their lives. So if it doesn't go the way that they want it to go, you guys probably saw my tweet this morning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> At the end of the day, you're responsible for your life. So if, it ain't, if, it ain't, if, if you're bitter or better, it's because of what you've done. That's why I think the focus has to be on how do we make sure that people have the right information to make better decisions to say, yeah, I, I, can, I, can, I can get behind that. I, I can drive for that. I hear, I hear the fish tank. It sounds like it's percolating. Okay, it's just kind of, it's kind of boiling up over there a little bit. And, and I, know, I know your wheels are turning a little bit. You're, you're thinking of a few different things. I got a quick question for you, though. So Ali, Prince Ali, patient, patient individual. 
Um, what do you see? Where, what have you kind of seen uh, with Astorio and Age, and where do you see all this heading? When I first came in Astorio, I have no idea what the company was. I thought it was like just about doing movies and, and, and clips. And then I joined the team and coach. You guys just start making me think in a lot of different perspective from everything, even from my life. Like what you're talking today in the podcast, I just was thinking like, yeah, I was in my comfortable zone in Brazil for 10 years. And I was like, I'm gonna change my life. I'm gonna go to the United States. And how you just leave everything that you have, like K-Dog did from behind and change your life 100%. And there was much more people saying to me like, oh, you're, gonna, you're crazy. You're gonna leave your store. You're gonna leave your family in Brazil just to try something new in the United States. If you have the fear, I would be there today. Maybe sitting in my chair thinking like, oh, how would it be if I but, but, made that decision? But you know, but that's, you know, we, we talked about, that's what people use, right? They use fear. But I think the greatest fear of all is waking up every day going, what if? What if you'd have stayed in Kansas? What if you'd have stayed in Brazil? Like this team that we have wouldn't be doing what it's doing. You understand what I'm saying? We, we're... But what blows my mind, though, is, like, we're a crazy bunch. Like, when you think about us right now, like, when you think, like, okay, so you're going to tell the, the motocross guy who, who yeah. takes a dirt bike and yeah. jumps hills airborne <laughs> right. for seconds. Right. Time, like, you're going to try to hold him down? You, you're going to try to instill fear in him when his lifestyle is jumping a motorcycle over crazy jumps. But I'm just telling you, that's the reality of what people do, right? So I call it projection. They're projecting their fears upon you. And then you can't allow that, right? So, so this team, if you put us on paper, and again, we talk about this all the time, we don't add up. But that's the beauty of our They Said shirt. We don't add up. We don't supposed to add up. We need to be the reason that you play the game. We need to be the reason that you stay inspired. We need to be the reason that you are driven. That's, to me, that's living, brother. That's living. So when we stand and before people and talk about taking risks, when we talk about having courage, when we talk about being driven, we're living it every day. It, it's not like we're, you know, when, when K-Dog's, you know, being real creative and, and, he, and he's telling organizations to take this risk or that risk or that, he, he, he's able to do that because he's leading with his life. Because he's done it. It's the same thing with Ali. So for me, I'm just blessed because all I have to do really is talk. Because I've assembled like this team of people that you guys just say, Coach, I think we should do this. Coach, And I'm like, okay. Because I trust you. Like, I think you just got to know what you do well and do that. And then you let other people do what they do well. So when I think about a story of an age, that's what other organizations can learn from us. Well, and, and, and what I know, uh, what we know about you is it's not just talk. No. It's not just talk. No. Because there's such a deep foundation to what 
the information that you share, it's not just talk. No, every day that's, is game day for that, me. That, that's what I think is really critical in understanding your story yeah. and understanding what has been laid down for you to be here at this point today. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, it, it's, it's like the last book I wrote, Lead With Your Life. You know, for me, I, I can give information, but all the information I'm getting, look, man, Coach, you guys know I'm doing it every day. I think that's why I can create the athletes that I've created because my athletes look at me and go, okay, that's not a coach that's up there just just telling us what to do. They can look at me and go, uh, Coach 57, still can't outrun him, cannot work. Like, okay, we, we might want to pay attention to what he says. Um, so I think it's also, you know, same thing in organizations. When I'm giving out information on teamwork, they're able to look at my organization and the people that I partner with and collaborate with and go, oh, yeah, he's living that every day. So that's what I mean by I think that when you find your purpose and you really go after it, then people want it because they see it. They see it. And when people see it, they're like, yeah, okay. If, if that guy can do it, I think I can do it. I mean, that's what stories do, man. They inspire people. And, and for me, you know, every day is game day. You know, we're doing this podcast, but I've already, you know, trained three times. Been on the computer, wrote some stuff. Here doing this podcast. I'm going to leave this podcast. Go work with some more athletes. Like, look, man, I got to get this done. I keep telling you guys I'm behind. I'm way behind, man. My mom served a lot of people. And I feel like I'm behind. So I, I got to catch up. Very sexy. Yeah. Doing the Super Freak theme, so we must be getting ready for Super Freak right now, huh? Yeah, you know, that Super Freak segment, it's a 89, you the one threw in that, right? The yes, Super sir. Freak segment, thought that would be good. I, I love it, and the people that we choose for Super Freaks, man, you know, when they when they find out that they were the Super Freak of the Week, they really take it to heart, too, and, and then they turn it up a little bit more, which which I think is, is so funny, right? Uh, they, they find a little, you know, shift of gear. A little flex uh, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they flex j just a little bit. Um, well, you know, this week's Super Freak um, is Elijah Kanad. And Elijah, and I think we, we, we may have talked about him before, but the reason that I want to talk about him again today is, is you know, this, this guy went to West Nassau High School, uh, plays tight end, hardworking, hardworking kid. Like, you know, he, he trains with me, but then he, he, he'll put in time on his own. Well, he's actually going to Grambling State University. He's going to HBCU. And so for those of y'all who are listening to me right now who doesn't know Eli, he's a white kid. He absolutely loves it. He, he, he's been there. He, he is so psyched. He can't. He, it's like, coach, this is amazing. And, you know, he's on a full ride. But his full ride isn't for football. His full ride is academic. He's playing football, but he used his brains to get him in. And this kid is going to do tremendous things there just because he puts in work, he's not afraid, and he's open to the process. So when I think of, think of Eli and, then, and being a part of Eli's life and pouring into him, I now laugh and go, and now he's at an HBCU. So he knows how to manage some things. He knows how to do some things. 
And so that's that's the power of you know of information. You know, just just even giving him information to be able to make a decision to go, wait a minute, I don't have to go to a power five school. There's a lot of schools. I can go to a HBCU. Now you think about how many kids, you know, think about it, West Nassau, rural town, rural area, right? How many kids even especially white kids would even consider an HBCU, right? But I'm like, dude, first of all, you're going to the granddaddy of them all, the home of Eddie Robinson. Over 400 wins, baby. Doug Williams, are you kidding me? Man, you, you're going to the Holy Grail. Not to mention the food in Louisiana. <laughs> I mean, come on, a lot of crawfish, right? Man, so well, you got to be a visionary. Oh, you got to. And so for Eli, he, um, you know, he's the super freak of the week and, and well-deserved. And But it goes back to that's why we try to help everyone be open. And we try to help everyone understand their value. And Eli understood his value. He was like, wait a minute, why would I go to school and have to pay money? You know, I want to play football, but I also, I'm academic, like I, like I know what I want to do. He's in the cyber surveillance. That's what he wants. I mean, like this kid, he's a sharp kid. I mean, that's what this is about. Yeah, I, I like how Coach pretends like he didn't know going into this show. Yeah. He didn't have that super no. freak for driven no. dialed up. I mean, dialed I up. Know, I mean, I know you got a lot of super there, freaks to choose several, from. There's several, but but he he. I tell you, he was. Uh, I mean, e Eli. This this guy's gonna when be I, amazing. When I go, I want to go out like Elijah. That's it. <laughs> That's it, brother. That's it. And uh, you know, he, he he was up on campus. He absolutely loves it. He's home for a few weeks, and and you know, we put in work on Sunday, and you know, we'll we'll put in work. And and when he got back on Sunday, here's the first thing he said: Hey, coach, uh, I'm gonna need to get one of those they said shirts and uh, one of the Revolution Real shirts. You might want to get a few. I said, okay, brother. So he done order them up. So I'm like, I got him waiting on him, right? I got him waiting on him. And uh, so Sunday. Old, Last time I checked, there's seven days in the week. Seven so days in the week and some days. Go ahead and throw a shameless plug of, go watch YouTube. Yes. Go order some shirts. Yes. Let's hear it, Coach. Yes, listen. I tell you what, if you guys haven't been to our YouTube channel lately, you're sleeping. You got to go to Almond Gunner Experience on YouTube. Subscribe. I mean, you know, we're just trying to, you know, get some subscribers and keep this thing moving. And, and but man, we 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 dropping some hot videos right now. I mean, a story of you guys are crazy. The stuff y'all have me doing, but I like it. Don't stop. Um, and then you visit the website, almondgunnerexperience.com. If you're not wearing like one of, one of our shirts, if you don't have on some age gear right now. Oh, man, you way behind. You're sleeping. Way, you way behind. Because, look, you know what? And you're not sleeping comfortable either. No. You, uh -uh. And you know what I realize? <laughs> what I realize is it's really hard. Like, if you if you wake up and you put on, like, an everyday game day shirt or, like, a Revolution Real shirt or a They Say a shirt or a side effect, it's kind of hard to wear one of those and not get after it. You know what I mean? It's hard. It's hard. What's our challenge this week, Coach? And I know it's going to be hot. <laughs> well, listen, we're talking about being driven, right? So the challenge this week is, you know, what I want you to do is, is, is take a real assessment of your life. Do you even know what you're playing for right now? Because if you don't know that, well, that's why you're sleeping. That's why you've been taking plays off. Uh, this week, I want you to be driven. No plays off. Like every day, let's try to really get after 
Let's try to drive to something special. And, and it could be a day-by-day -day thing. I mean, pick one thing during the day that you got to get done, that you need to be done, and don't stop until it's done. I mean, I think if you do that for seven days, it'll probably spill into eight. You know, the goal is let's go 21 days of really getting after something so it becomes a habit. But we all need to be driven. By, by the way, you guys think I'm too old. Like, there's a, there's a picture that I've always wanted. And, but I, I don't know if I'm too old to, like, go get it now. You know, back in the day when I was running, I, I drove from Jacksonville to California because my coach was, was out in California. And, and, and so, you know, she moved out there, her and her husband. So we had to drive everything out. And I, and I get out, and I'm, like, in Arizona somewhere. And there's, like, these, these windmill farms. It was hundreds of windmills. You ever seen like all these windmills? And I'm driving, I can see it from the, from, from the roadway, and I was thinking, it'd be real cool to put on my running gear and run out in the middle of those windmills and have a big caption that says, driven. I kid you not. I've always wanted to roll that, man. So, I, you, so your question is, are you too old for it? Yeah, you, you think I'm too old going, I still got good wheels. The way I see it is, I, I, I don't think you're too old, okay? <laughs> First of all, I'll be the last person to tell you. I will be the last person to tell Mufasa he's too old. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Okay, all right. All right. But, uh, but what I saw when you, when you painted that picture was I actually saw a group of people with you, running with That'd you. That'd be pretty nice. I didn't think about it. Yeah. Just, just a group of people out in the middle yeah. of these windmill farms. Yeah. We could have 89, like... You know, leading the charge. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hard. Yeah, yeah. Am I going to grow the beard and walk yeah. in the forest? <laughs> and, then, and then just just driven. I think that would be the coolest yeah. poster ever. Yeah. You would be a good pace sitter. Yeah, yeah you, that's you know. right. Yeah. Well, you know. Forrest Gump is what yeah, I picture all the time. He's got all those people. He's got the shit happening. That's, right. that's right. That's right. I like it. Yeah, he'd be an incredible pace setter. That's right. You know, I like it. Slow and steady wins the race. Ten minute mile. I like it. So, so you know what? So Ali, here's, here's, so, so here's the challenge for Ali. We need to come up with an image that we can do and put the word driven. That just, boom, whatever that image is. Just put okay. a truck. Just put a truck, Ali. Yeah. I don't know, driven. I think it'd be cool. I mean, if you have that picture, we can make that happen. Got some that pretty skilled professionals here, Coach. Yeah, that's true. You got to keep Photoshop me in, yeah. like back in the day. <laughs> oh man, if we took that uh, that that race sh shot where you're standing oh, there, right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we got one where you're wide open. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a newspaper yeah. article. Yeah, we got yeah. one. We got yeah. one where I'm wide open. I think we might need to do that. Heard that about you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? Hey, thank you guys for for tuning in. You know, hanging out with us for the day. Uh, it's it's been a great show for me just because I have the whole team here and and um, you know we don't get to do this as much as we like to anymore. So remember, age is more than a number; it's an experience. We'll catch you next week. Every day is game day. Jeez.